Okay, welcome to the Travel Advice Show. Thank you for listening all around the world. And you can listen to all our shows at TravelAdviceShow.com and on iTunes. And feel free to uh, put a review on iTunes about the comments on the show. And if you have any comments, you can contact us on on the Contact Us page on TravelAdviceShow.com. And thank you for listening. And I'm Chris Newton, one of the co-hosts. And I'd like to introduce my other co-host, Jerry Fuller. Uh, How are you doing, Jerry? Oh, great, great. Yes, and again, I'm anxious to talk more about flying, because flying is is my favorite hobby in the world. Yeah. I I have been known just to get on a plane. I mean, just get so antsy that I will get on a plane. I will, for example, and I really do stupid things. I just fly to Hong Kong. I I stay there three hours, get on a plane, fly right back, just to get on a plane. So I'm really quite miserable on that. But because I fly so much, I have millions, have earned millions and millions of miles on the three major U.S. carriers, United, American, and Delta. Uh-huh. And I wanted to talk about frequent flyer miles and using them. I've only tried it a few times um, just to see how it goes. And the airlines sometimes will just call me and will write me and say, you know, you've got so many miles, either buy stuff or use it. Uh-huh. But basically, um, talking to friends and everything, there are a few things about it uh, that I think we need to talk about. And uh, first of all, every airline in the world is different. Yeah, They yeah. just are different. So these are general things to be aware of, because um, I've had generally um, bad luck with it. Um, some airlines, particularly U.S. carriers, um, might only have one or two seats available on a flight. One time, um, I tried it uh, several years ago, so it's, it's gotten a little better, I think, but I called 10 months before I was going, and I wanted one first-class seat, and all of the first-class seats were sold out mm. on the free frequent flyer miles. I mean, we're talking the very day it came on, um, mm. you know, uh, on, online to be uh, reserved, or available to be reserved. Yeah. And it was already sold out. Jeez, jeez. And so um, it's, and they only have a few, it seems, in coach class. Now, some airlines, I tried it once with Delta, and um, Delta seemed to be very good. I mean, pretty good. Um, I, I thought I'd really try it with three seats, flying from Salt Lake to Hawaii, and I got three seats going and three seats coming on the flight, date, everything, and even the seats I wanted. So you, you just never know, but get ready, you know, get ready to um, um, be prepared for that. Okay. Um, also, you need to be prepared to play on alternate dates. Um, if you want to go on Wednesday, the uh, 14th of September, it may be sold out, and you may have to uh, tr- tr- go on the 15th or 18th. And I tried it one time, and I didn't have any for the entire month that I wanted, and I booked it. That was about nine months ahead of time, so I don't know. Just be prepared, and also be prepared that it is not a free ticket in the strictest sense, because you are going to have to pay taxes. Oh, okay. Yeah, you pay like... Okay. And um, I, uh, one time, a uh, year and a half ago, when I went to approve uh, with my friend the first time on uh, together, um, I tried it, and we used United Airlines, and we got the seats we wanted, but it was about eight months ahead of time. 
had to pay $73.43, I mean, $73.40 each for um, um, taxes. And that included the Peru Airport Departure Tax of $30.74 and the Peru Tourism Tax of $15. So be prepared, you're going to have to pay some money for taxes. So other than that, the airline base fare is free, but the taxes are not. Yeah, and, and, and so, as I said, every airline is different, so be prepared yeah. and book as early as you can to get what you want as on well. the date that you want. Now, we need to talk about um, airline overbooking and bumping. Now, this happens quite often. It happens quite often. I, I went to Cuba, and uh, lots of things can happen, and uh, well, I'll talk about that in a minute. Now, years ago, prior to 1979, they used to have Rule 240, 240, and that was uh, issued by the Civil Aeronautics Board, the CAB, and um, um, determined by the airlines, and it really was fantastic, fantastic. Airlines automatically, if um, you got to the plane, you had your boarding pass and everything, and you got bumped, because it's overbooked, um, they will uh, put you on the next flight, even first class, or another airline. No questions asked, and away you went. But it does, but it does not apply to like um, unpublished fares. Uh, these are fares that you might get through a um, consolidator or um, uh, somebody that um, you cannot find online the exact fare or okay. it's not an airline fare. It's uh -huh. a, a bulk fare. It's a fare that they negotiate with airlines for cheaper. And a lot of times they don't, um, these, well, the rule 240 does not apply anymore after 1979. And, um, but most airlines have its own version of it. And it ranges to, from being very, very helpful to say kiss it goodbye and you have to buy another ticket. So uh, just be prepared for that. And um, many airlines nowadays have qualifiers. For example, uh, they may substitute in alternate carriers or at their sole discretion. Um, so now overbooking. Overbooking can happen for many reasons. Um, it is legal in the U.S. for airlines to overbook. And it... Um, it's legal, Jerry? It's legal. It is legal. Wow. And um, and they can do it. And every flight has a percentage of seats that they can overbook legally. Jeez. And on uh, high-frequency frequent, uh, fl flights in areas like New York to Washington, D.C., or L.A. to San Francisco, where there's three or four flights every 30 minutes, it seems like. Right. Uh, they can overbook probably 20%. Because there's another flight they can get you on. Oh, like in a half hour. Uh, because yeah. a lot of people um, don't show up. They just don't show up. Or uh, they're making a connection, and that flight is late, and they can't make it. So there are empty seats all the time. Uh, for example, uh, coming back from Cuba, uh, we flew United via Houston from Miami to Salt Lake. And we had boarding passes issued by United in Miami for the flight from Houston to 
Salt Lake. And we uh, only had like an hour and 10 minutes or something. We get to the gate, and um, I always go to the gate and talk to the agent on all my flights. And my friend thinks I'm insane, my wife thought I was insane, but I always do it. Fortunately, we did it because the flight was overbooked in first class. Oh, wow. I mean, it's unbelievable. And, but the reason it was overbooked is they changed the aircraft. Oh. They changed it from nine, I think it was. No, yeah, nine in first class to six in first class. They only had that many seats, so it was a smaller plane. And uh, our seats were not on the plane. We had uh, 3A, 3A, no, 3 D&E or something. It's a one on the left side and two seats on the right side. And we had the two on the right side, even at the original plane. But row three wasn't there anymore. It's gone. Hmm. It's only one and two. And so they said, you know, three people have bumped off that thing. Well, we said, we got to get home. And um, so they started um, the process of asking people in first class if they could go at another time. And they started offering money, uh, money toward another flight, free flight, basically. And they got up to $500 um, a free flying. And uh, two people, a husband and wife, went up there and took it. So we got their seat. And so, I mean, all kinds of things can happen. Uh, even if you have your boarding pass, before you uh, even get there, you print it online, mm -hmm. or you're connecting, as we did in Miami via Houston, and have the boarding pass. At the last minute, apparently, they changed the plane so you don't go. And um, it does not mean, though, they will put you on, on the next flight, because it may be booked up, too. And um, on and on, it's just... And um, the ticket cost, um, uh, they have, um, some airlines only have a few cheap seats on them, and some have more cheap seats. But they will book a lot of these cheap seats. Let's say they allow um, 20, and um, they might book 30. And people just show up and they don't have a, a seat because they overbooked that. But they'll put them in other parts of the plane. And a lot of times, if they're overbooked in coach and they have first class, they will put you in first. I flew from Atlanta to Dublin one time in Delta's business elite. They now call it Delta One. And the person next to me uh, was a, t a college kid. And uh, they'd been, he and his friend had been trying for three days the flight to Barcelona, and the, the flight's been canceled or uh, overbooked, all kinds of things. They finally booked him via uh, Dublin. Uh, but no, they, he decided, well, we're not going to Barcelona, we'll just go to Dublin. But they gave his friend the coach seat, and he got the, uh, the equivalent, you know, Del uh, Delta One seat, the, the equivalent of first class or business class. Okay. So you never know what's going to happen. You never know. But the, the secret of it is, because their lives can bump you, and they can overbook. Um, so, get your boarding pass as soon as you can, and get to the gate as early as possible. Okay. I like to be there at least an hour and a half at the gate, and the second the agent shows up, about usually about an hour before boarding, mm -hmm. I'm right there to, to guarantee that I've got a seat. And um, 
there's voluntary bumping and and involuntary bumping. The voluntary bumping um, is where, like I mentioned on the $500 for the uh, two people to um, lead first class, right. and they, the airline just, and you volunteer for it, and um, they'll give, they, they gave them $500 credit for the next flying they're doing, and um, so as a result, um, that's volunteer. They um, um, volunteered to take the place, so you were bumped from the flight by taking the $500. Then there's involuntary, and that means things like the weather stops your flight from going because right. um, everyone's bumped, and or um, it breaks down sitting at the gate. One time I we flew from um, Atlanta to Little Rock, and it's weird, weird. We got on the plane, it went to the end of the runway, and it broke down. They had to wheel, uh, pull it back. We got on another plane, <laughs> and we got halfway down the runway, and something happened. A light didn't work, so they came back, and we got on a third plane. Oh, my gosh. Wow. And they hauled us down. How long did, now, how, um, how long did that the take? The third plane was smaller. Uh, so some people had to be bumped. So... Um, Wow. Just be prepared for anything on that. Uh, how long did that take uh, to do that? It was about uh, three hours. So I was about three hours late. Oh, jeez. Getting to Little Rock. Wow. And, um, I mean, the people in first class weren't too mad or upset. Most of them had flown that flight all the time, and they said, well, it's always an hour late anyway. And um, they weren't too upset. In fact, on that flight was a man who has flown more miles on Delta Airlines than any living person. Oh, my gosh. And um, everybody seemed to know him. Wow. And, um, I mean, everybody just had a good party there in first class because they they said, oh, this is normal, being late, and nobody seemed to be worried about that. But um, it's, it's not as common now they put you on another airline. It used to be whatever was going, be it whatever, I mean, a friend of mine was flying from Houston to um, Stockholm, to Copenhagen, Houston to Copenhagen, and they were just changing planes in New York and flying to Copenhagen. But because of um, situations to get that person there, uh, he and his wife, they had to fly them from Houston to Seattle, Seattle to Copenhagen, and the airlines paid the difference if there was a difference, and they made it, but they were not put in the uh, business class because SAS does not have business, uh, first class, and so they uh, put them in coach, but at least they got there and gave them, gave them a refund, but, so be prepared, just be prepared, but the over-bumping, the U.S. Uh, rules and regulations, uh, which are very minimal now for that, in the strictest sense, do not apply, like, for charter flights, and very small planes, like, with less than 30 seats, and, um, as I mentioned, the substitution of a plane, like, from Houston to Salt Lake City was smaller. Uh, legally, they don't have to do anything. But if you're going first class, they better or you'll never fly them again. And um, sometimes they will bump you because of weight. I've been on quite a few small planes where you actually have to get on the scale, you know, where you wear your luggage. Yeah. You have to get on there, uh, and they will put your weight. Because the plane can only take so much. And if they have cargo or they have heavy baggage, they only get, have you get on there, and whenever they reach the total weight that they can take off with, um, whoever 
but whoever's left over doesn't go. Hmm. And um, so that's the way it goes there. And um, uh, the flight delays and cancellations, uh, this is another thing that's done in games. Um, weather is probably the biggest thing that they cancel flights or delay them. Uh, and, the, and that's because, and it can happen anywhere where you are. I mean, I have been in places, sunny, beautiful, perfect, and the flight's canceled because where the flight originated had bad weather and it couldn't take off. So my flight's canceled leaving or leaves you know, eight hours later whenever it can get in. So um, now airlines, if the flight is canceled, uh, most airlines will refund your money or will get you on, um, and even a non-refundable ticket, they will give you um, your money back if you demand it. Or uh, they will put you on another carrier or whatever they have to do. And um, most airlines, particularly if you don't have a discounted airline ticket, the more expensive the ticket, the greater your odds they will put you up in a hotel, pay your meals uh, until the next flight heads off. And sometimes they have scheduled uh, problems, like your plane uh, breaks down. I've had that happen many times. You're right on the plane, it breaks down. Yeah. They can't start yeah. the thing. Or, as I mentioned, Delta going from Atlanta to Little Rock. Um, th- those happen. And they... Um, um, but anyway, uh, most will give you a new ticket, if you can, to put you on the first airlines or whatever. But there's no federal law requiring that they do so. Hmm. They don't have to do anything with, uh, if the plane breaks down. It's just, that's the brakes. But um, most airlines that keep people flying on them will do something about it. And um, um, another thing that does happen that you're delayed or canceled or whatever mm-hmm. is the crew is coming in on another flight and that flight is late and they just can't get there or they might be an hour late. Uh-huh. So you just sit there in the gate until the crew finally arrives and they come get on and make sure the plane's clean and reliable and then they board you. So there's several things that can uh, have that happen. But also, uh, the cancellation uh, can happen because you showed up late at the gate. And this is serious business. Um, I don't know, Chris, have you ever had it where you were, um, because of connecting flights or whatever, uh, you've gone to the gate and uh, the plane's still sitting there, but they won't let you board? Yeah, yeah. As soon as they close that door, right? As soon as they... Um, well, yeah, but I've had it where the door was still open. Oh, really? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I mean, uh, my plane coming from Houston to Phoenix to Portland, um, same airlines, same everything, um, was late. I ran like a dog. I got there at eight minutes before departure, and they wouldn't let me on. Really? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you better be there by 10 minutes, or they legally don't have to put you on. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I sweet-talked uh, the, the people there, I think, one time, I think, and, and just barely got on. I ran, Yeah, like I... Um, but I don't know if I've missed... I, I think I have. One time I missed the connection... Uh, one time, but I, I, I'm pretty lucky, though. I, I, I feel like I have good karma or something, <laughs> and uh, I, I don't get I don't get bumped off too much. Or um, as my I, my goal, though, it seems like it's not as 
as it used to be, but it used to be where um, that was more common. I, I fly a lot of domestic uh, airlines, so I I fly domestically, and, right. and, and it seems like um, it used to be pretty common that they, they would ask if somebody wants to get bumped off, you know, and then they give them a voucher. But it seems like I, I in the last year or two, I haven't seen that as much, you know. Um, well, and I've had the opposite. Oh, really? You've had more? Oh, yeah. Okay. In the last about 18 months, um, and I'm exaggerating here, but yeah. it seems like about every third flight, they're asking people to get off the plane. Oh, wow, really? Uh, give them $200. Yeah. I've had them go up to $1,000 to offer people to get off the plane so somebody with a confirmed seat can get on. Like, in our case, uh, from Houston to Salt Lake, we were in first class. And they started out at 300 then they went to 400 then but when they got to 500, two people took it. Oh, my God. But they have to go up. I said, we have got to be there, and we had the seats, not our problem. And I wasn't mean or demanding. I yeah. just said, you know, we have to be on that flight. And they would have gone to probably $1,000. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah, because wow. uh, it's not my fault. Yeah. And it's a contract. Your ticket is a contract. Oh, they have right. got to get you there. Uh, I heard of a story one time where the, um, the, the flights, uh, whether something, uh, the person flew from Europe to New York, New York to Washington, D.C., and they, um, the flights were canceled, but they had to get you there. So as a result, they took a taxi, and um, their line is like $500 or I don't know, a lot of money to take that taxi from New York down to D.C. Oh, yeah. And um, they, the airlines wouldn't pay it. They took them to court, and the court said, yes, you're paying. The contract said you will pay to get them to D.C. Oh, really? Really? Wow. Yeah, and, and they had to be there, and it wasn't their fault. It was weather. And um, even though that's an act of God, they're not legally, you know, they can't take off. But they still have to get you there. They have to buy you a train ticket or a bus ticket. They have to figure something out, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've had it where they put me on a bus. Oh, really? Give me where I want to go, really? yeah. In fact, I've even had it where they've chartered a bus if people are going a long ways, uh, a ways and put you on a bus, at least to the next airport that they can't play on. So it's, it's fun and games. Yeah, yeah. So you never know. And also uh, other things um, like labor disputes oh, right. uh, or slowdowns, like the airlines having a strike. Yeah, yeah. And they just don't have enough people to fly you. Um, then they will uh, have to get you there. And one thing that is really critical for our listeners: never show up at a gate intoxicated or appearing to be. Oh, right, right. Never. They will not put you on that plane, and they have every legal right. You can scream, holler, threaten, suit, but um, you won't win. Yeah, if you, yeah, right. And I had it one time. They didn't catch them at the gate. I was sitting in first class, and uh, it was quite obvious. The person across the aisle from me was, had one drink too many. And the uh, flight attendant got the captain, and they put him off the plane. Really? Right away? Yeah. They... Yeah, he was gone. And um, so don't, uh, do not show up there intoxicated or appearing size because you will not get on the plane. Um, I want to talk just a little bit about lost and damaged luggage. Okay, okay. Um, it's not as common now because it is really amazing, uh, the computer system. I mean, even on your uh, app, on your cell phone, you can actually track where your bag is on most carriers now. Oh, wow. Uh, one time a few years ago, I flew 
uh, to London via Dallas from Salt Lake on British Airways um, is American down to London, uh, uh, Dallas, then British to uh, London. And um, I'm sitting there in, and every flight was some time, everything was fine. I'm sitting there in my seat, and the flight attendant comes up and says, Mr. Fuller, no, I lied. The uh, gate agent came on board and said, Mr. Fuller, your flight did not make the connection. It is not on the, your, your baggage. It is didn't make this flight, so it's not here, so don't even expect it in London. We'll get it to you as soon as you can, as we can. And um, so and now, and nowadays they can tell you exactly where it is. So um, it's not as common because they know where it is and you know where it is. Well, when we got back, the funny thing about it, when we got back because of the <clears throat> the um, smaller aircraft, and I'm not sure what happened coming from Cuba, Miami to Houston, Salt Lake, um, our bag was not on that flight from Gulf Salt Lake. It wasn't. And for some reason, um, it didn't make the connection. Uh, said, and so we go to the baggage claim, and we say, you know, fill out the form, but we don't have to, we start filling out. She said, oh, did you just come in? Pull, pull, pull. Oh, 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 it's coming in on the next flight. They knew exactly where it was, so she said, don't even bother filling it out. Well, we did, because we had to get the address where we are going to have it shipped. Uh, they bring it home to you. And um, one thing that most people don't realize, that if you take hand carry mm-hmm. any mm-hmm. on the plane, and let's say you take your coat or your camera or whatever, and you forget to take it off the plane that's in the overhead bin, the airlines are not responsible for that. You are. Oh. And uh, if you remember it quickly, before the plane leaves, they'll run on and get it for you and bring it off. And, um, but if, if it takes off and it's gone and you never find it, so um, it's very important um, to take those things. Cause it's a, and if you do lose your luggage, then uh, you have a baggage claim and you go file the form. Uh, and um, most airlines in the U.S., and I don't know of any that doesn't, um, you fill out the form and um, they'll bring it to you, to your home. I've had them at 2.30 in the morning, 1 o'clock, 4 o'clock in the morning, Ring my doorbell, and there's my luggage. Yeah, I, I've had that happen too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah it, um, I mean, they usually give it to you. Yeah. Now, sometimes it's lost, period. And particularly if it's coming on an international airline to America and you connect to a, a U.S. carrier, um, there's not that kind of communication unless you came on a really good airline. And... Um, uh, sometimes, though, I've never yet, knock on wood, next time I will lose it, I'm sure, <laughs> but I've never lost totally. But I had one time, uh, I was, a, a real quick trip to about six Eastern Europe, European countries, and I flew um, from Houston to New York to Rome to Dubrovnik, When I got and checked it all the way to Dubrovnik. I get there, it's not there. So I, and I have to hurry because I've got things to do. And only there two days. So I fill out the form, and then I fly off to uh, Budapest or somewhere, and um, get to Budapest, it's not there. And um, I, I, I spend two weeks going through these countries, and I never had my bags. Wow. Every time they gave me some money, so I bought clothes. It's the best trip I ever had in my entire life. <laughs> because when my clothes got dirty, I went down and bought some more clothes. They didn't fit always perfectly, because you know of an Eastern European country. And... Um, I didn't care. I'm just on vacation. 
And I tell you, it was wonderful. I just had my hand carry, and that was it. I went for two weeks traveling th- through Europe. <laughs> There's nothing. And I get back home. I register, uh, you know, I lost baggage. It's not there either. And, um, I, and a week later, it comes. Oh, really? After a week? Wow. A week. Uh, the airport calls me up and says, your bag's here, but you have to come down here because it went through customs without me. And you have to come down and pick it up. We can't deliver you have to make sure it's yours and nothing's stolen or whatever. It has been gone. I never saw it for 17 days, I think it was. And um, I went down, and it was fine. Wow. But I looked at the baggage tags. My word, it went everywhere I went. <laughs> so <laughs> there's a day or two later or something, and there's amazing, now damaged luggage. Now, this happens all the time, okay? And there's two kinds of damaged luggage. One is normal wear and tear and one is basically totally ruined. And I've had both. Now, Lorna, not so much anymore. Even rich people don't do it. Uh, I mean, some people will go and buy really expensive luggage. Really expensive. And that's the most asinine, stupid thing you can ever do. Yeah. Um, I buy mine at Walmart, and or something equivalent. And I get cheap stuff, but I make sure that they're sturdy, that the zippers are good, mm-hmm. and it does what I want it to do. But no, don't get anything decent. Uh, cheapest you can buy that's good, pretty good quality. Because um, I remember one time I'd received as a present a wonderful expensive suitcase from my parents who should know better. They're from millions of miles. But my mother just thought, you know, I needed something decent. Well, I went on a trip, and the first flight is all scratched. <laughs> and but, uh, I thought, well, yeah. well, I knew it. And I said, mother, don't waste your money. She did anyway. But yeah. now, normal wear and tear, it's going to be banged up. Have you found that out, Chris? Yeah, 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 t- totally. I, it gets banged up no matter what, you know, and your zippers. And, yeah, I, I have medium um, expensive luggage, you know, n- not like the cheapest, but like the medium one. And, and it's right. held up pretty good, but yeah, it it, it can take its wear and t- wear and terror really quick. Um, you know, yeah, I you got to be yeah, you just um, yeah, you, you don't want to invest too much because you got to get a new one pretty quick. I think. Yeah, I know it. Yeah. And uh, and we talked on the first show about baggage and yeah. uh, look for the hard side around it, the check luggage, right? Hard side around it, so on KVN. And but I mean, I've, I my favorite suitcase um, last year on a trip. I picked it up, and where the handle is, it was crushed in. Oh, wow. And it's still crushed in. I can't push the hard uh, side support back out. Uh-huh. And my friend said, oh, throw it away. It, does, it works. <laughs> I said, no, I just get banged up again, so I keep it. But, um, and so you cannot claim on that. I mean, if you even lose a handle, you sometimes can't claim, because that's normal wear and tear. Mm-hmm. Of flying, it just gets banged up. Now, if, for example, the luggage cart runs over your suitcase, and uh, or somebody runs over it, and um, then it's squashed, uh, they will replace it. Yeah, uh, uh, two or three times. Um, what they've done is they've hauled me back into a room. And they choose a suitcase because they have suitcases Already. that nobody claims. Oh, okay. Yeah. And they'll keep the suitcase in many cases. And I choose one that, that works, and uh, just take that, and it's over and done. You can't claim any money. 
but you can claim for replacement of the suitcase if that, but if it's totally ruined. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's kind of things that um, got to worry about. Things like, I always am terrified when it rains mm-hmm. when I board a flight because your luggage will probably get wet. Yeah. So you, you either look loading outside. or unloading it. Yeah, you look and outside you, and huh? you can see it getting wet. Yeah, yeah, right out. Have you ever had a wet suitcase? Yeah, right out the window. You could see it getting wet, you know, just I know that, and there. you just want to cry. Yeah. So what I do to help prevent that, I wrap all my clothes in plastic. In other words, I get a uh, plastic, like a um, bag from your dry cleaners. Oh, yeah. I yeah. put it in my suitcase at the bottom and have it over, go over the sides, and then I put my clothes in. I fold it over, then I put another one on top and wrap it around on the sides. And that works beautifully. Oh, no. That's and I tip. try never to put paper uh, things in it. Oh, uh, right. Because if they get wet, it's tough luck, and they don't cover that, okay? Okay. So, um, and they don't cover wet luggage inside either. It's your problem for having a, quote-unquote, a cheap suitcase to allow it to get wet. Yeah. But, I mean, when it's drain- uh, drenching out there, you know. Anyway, that's great, Jerry. Well, yeah, I, I think we, we 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 gave some good tips there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. but there's a lot of things like that. But uh, mm. you need to be aware your rights and what your rights aren't. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but flying is still the most fabulous experience in my life. After m- over 26 million miles of flying, mm. I still get exhilarated and I love it. Even though my luggage may not make it or I may get <laughs> bumped or yeah. Something like that is still you're upset at the time a little bit, but not too much after it happens enough. But uh-huh. um, yeah, that's great, Jerry. Uh, well, awesome. so if anyone has any questions that we didn't cover on airline flying, yeah, um, uh, they can email us at our website. Would you give that to them, Chris? Sure, sure. Yeah, it's a traveladviceshow dot com. Real easy to. Um, type in and then um, yeah you know f- feel free if you have any questions about the airlines or about flying we can we can talk more detail about that because uh, you can't cover everything right right yeah but yeah but we've had everything happen <laughs> yeah yeah I've even crashed into a palm tree one time <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've had lots of things happen so we can yeah up advise yeah all right well. Well, great. Well, well, thanks for a great show, Jerry. And uh, yeah, till next thank time. You. And uh, yeah, many, many safe travels, everybody. Yeah. So. Yes, thank you. Okay.